Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm your host, Randall McEwen. I'm very excited today to have on the show Rain Blackhanny. Uh, she is a travel blogger and loves travel. Now, the show concept is to keep people dreaming about travel. And what is it about travel that you would like to speak about? I think travel is just some way to like explore planet Earth because we're all in different locations and we're all like in certain places, but we want to explore the beautiful planet, planet Earth. And I find like the different places you go, like I can start right here in Canada and I can make my way across the entire planet. And each place I go, I find something different and unique, which is what makes planet Earth so unique and special. Have there been some destinations that you've been to that you would say that once we get the chance to go back and travel again, um, when the borders open and planes start flying, is there a specific place or places that you would highly recommend? So I definitely loved my trip to Portugal. That was like um, sort of my first European destination, and it was definitely my most favorite. And the reason why I loved Portugal so much is that while there is major cities, like two major cities like Porto and Lisbon, as you go out into the smaller communities around those areas, you can find things that mainly might surprise you, might inspire you, might tell you something that you may not find in a big city. For example, when I was traveling outside to go to the Douro Valley, we stopped along some smaller towns. I can't quite name those towns, but um, I can remember that they had beautiful churches and beautiful monuments that were located in there, but I couldn't find those things inside the big city. There were churches, but not of this magnificent beauty. Well, I think, too, when we move around to different countries, and especially when we find uh, large urban centers, a lot of the old has been taken down for the new. So you're saying to listeners that if you plan a trip to Portugal, ensure that you spend, like, take enough time to actually get out and explore the different cities and towns outside of the large popular areas. Definitely. And while um, both Lisbon, Porto, and the Algarve region in the south are beautiful places, I did spend the majority of time there. It was really unique to see the different lifestyles and the different things that there were to see and do in the smaller cities compared to the bigger cities. And it was just really unique. Now, when you traveled, did you stay at like uh, hotels or do you do bed and breakfasts or how how did you travel? We kind of went hotel hopping. So we, um, we stayed in a hotel for a couple of days, but even, um, so in Porto, we stayed in uh, one hotel, but then when we moved to Lisbon, we were kind of hopping to different hotels. There was like three hotels that we stayed in. And then we didn't end up staying in the Algarve region because it was um, drivable from Lisbon. So we just okay. drove there. And 
landmarks or historic buildings? Is there anything that actually stands out that you wish you had more time you could spend at? Oh, there's lots of stuff um, to see. There's so many landmarks in the country, and possibly that's why it makes it one of the best countries to visit in Europe. In Porto, there is... It's in the city, but it's kind of not in the city. It's very walkable too, but there's a small um, town city-like called Villa Nova de Gaia, which is um, like along the river. So you have all of those um, shops and restaurants and you even have like a sky tour. That was definitely fun to go to for the evening. Uh, the city center was also beautiful. You could see the historic train station, a lot of churches as well. And then as well, the Douro Valley, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. There was uh, wine tasting there because of the notable wine industry in the city. Um, the river tours and hiking. That was just in Porto because there was so much to do in that city alone. And in Lisbon, there was, I can't even name all of the things to, there to do in Lisbon. There was just so much to see. Like there was different neighborhoods and each one had its own specific charm. Like um, I think it was the Alfama neighborhood in uh, Portugal, which was like the arts district. So you had father music playing. Uh, you had art galleries, museums, uh, plays going on all the time. It was actually really fun to go and uh, um, on a tuk-tuk ride through the city and see all of it. And then in the south, you definitely have to go see the Caves of Lagos, which is uh, also one of the best natural beauties in the world, which is like caverns constructed through time. And now they just created this like turquoise water and you drive on the boat through and it was super fun. That sounds like it'd be interesting to do. Now, when you travel, did you, you traveled as a couple or a group or solo? I traveled in a group as, along with uh, my family. Okay. And so you would say that traveling that way is good for all ages? Yes, definitely. Um, Portugal is really a, a really good destination for families, for groups, for honeymoons, for everything. It's just super fun and the people there are super friendly and everyone's just very nice there. Oh, how was the food? Did you try various foods or was something when people go to destination, they actually try to stick to the same food that they eat back at home, but then there's others that will go out and try new foods. Did you try that? Yes. Portuguese food is amazing. Obviously, you have like the staples, like um, the custard tarts, like a uh, cod, the salted cod, uh, bacalhau. Um, and then one noticeable thing in Lisbon, it was a marketplace, and this was the first of its kind in the world. Well, they've obviously had other types of marketplaces, but the timeout marketplace in Lisbon was the first in the world because they built several other ones. And it was just um, because they had the open concept. So you could see all the different types of food that they had in Lisbon and it was offered like they had food from all over the country as well as different food from different European countries and it was like uh super fun because they also had cooking classes and yeah it was just really tasty food there and I've heard I've never been to Portugal but I heard from a lot of people that is a very affordable country yeah, a lot of things are much cheaper there than in most other places in Europe, more specifically the neighbors to the east in Spain. 
And um, in France, it's much cheaper. The wine, you, you tried the wine, and how would you rate it compared to, say, uh, French wines or uh, Canadian wines? Um, I actually haven't had the wine. I know um, that a lot of people around me have the wine, but I don't personally have one. But um, I did try the olive oil in Portugal, which is also something they're notable for. Mm -hmm. And that was really good because it was very fresh and we could actually see how it was made. But the process of making the wine, like it was really interesting to go to um, and adding the brandy, adding all the processes to make it. And it was just cool to see the different types that they were available. And how long, how long were you in Portugal for? A little bit near two weeks, like about 12, 13 days. Is there any other destinations other than Portugal that you really you want to get back to or some places that uh, you want to recommend? I want to really recommend um, it's in Africa. It's on the southwestern part of Africa. Um, it's a country called Namibia. And a lot of people probably dismiss Namibia because a it's in a very unfrequent area for people to travel because mm -hmm. of stereotypes in that area. But it's truly, naturally, it's a phenomenon because... Uh, it's things you'll never see anywhere else. And that's why I was going back to every country and every place has something unique. And I feel like Namibia is one of the best places in the world to see unique nature, especially with the fairy holes in um, outside, like near the desert. It's these craters, I guess, or they just made these amazing patterns and the orange and white contrast of the desert. It just makes it like you feel very inspired and also, if you enjoy the national parks, um, Etosha National Park is there. And the cities provide a little bit of, like, uh, a history into German, like, colonization of the area because it was originally German and then British. You could have, like, the mix of the influences in the cities there. Although I would recommend going to the nature first um, because it's truly a natural beauty. And did you fly direct? Like, how did you get there? Um, so I, yeah, I flew there because, um, it's very hard to catch the, it's very hard to catch the cruises, um, because the cruises don't usually go along that side. Uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, I flew there. Um, I spent about uh, a week and a half there. It was okay. It wasn't exactly too cheap, um, but it wasn't too expensive. Like I've seen, um, much more expensive places, Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't also uh, so cheap. So it was kind of like the middle of the road. Yeah, I, I find that uh, before people travel anywhere, the first thing they should do is do a little bit of research just to figure out what they need to know going into destination. I think the hardest thing right now is what we're going through and the fact that travel is shut down, at least here in Canada, basically. And uh, people are still traveling. Even though the government has put in travel, some travel restrictions, people still have a desire to travel and they are doing that. Now, during the lockdown, have you? what do you do to sort of, if you can't travel, are you just writing or, or what are you doing? Um, so, uh, yeah, so since I can't travel right now, um, I'm trying to kind of prepare others for when we can go back to traveling where to go, what to do. And 
even though I haven't um, gotten much uh, travel done in the, um, well, I haven't gone anywhere now, I've tried to think of places that might become increasingly popular in the next couple of years and kind of do a little bit of research into them. So uh, eventually when I do get the chance to travel, I can visit them. Now, what's the best travel advice you can give anybody at any age? I'd probably say, and it sounds a little bit strange, but um, don't really, I, I'm not a resort person. I would, if we're traveling somewhere, try unique experiences. And while um, like the big resorts and everything may seem fun, especially if you're in like a country notable for it, such as in the Caribbean, it's also really fun to learn more about local culture, try new foods, learn about the history, because every place has been, most places have their own history, they have their own local culture, and it's really fun and fascinating to learn about it. And who knows, maybe you'll learn something new as well along the way. I think that is very strong advice, and it's one thing that even I personally, um, I, I've been to some resorts, but what I do when I'm in destination is try to get off resort and diverse, find a diverseness in the society, understand their, their way of living, um, how life for them is. And I think what happens is when I get back, I sort of appreciate what I have at home. Uh, before we leave, is there Anything you would like to share with us about travel or about you personally or? Yeah, I would say one day after um, the travel restrictions are lifted, there are a couple places I want to go to that I've never actually been to. Once again, they're mainly nature focused destinations, um, but there's also a lot of history I want to see because some places it, they have really unique history. They have never been had a colonization um, in their past. So it's really unique to see how their history developed and how we can compare it to, and ev everywhere, everything we see, how can we compare it? And what are the similarities and differences to places in Canada, for example? Like if, you, um, if we're going to Central Africa, what are the similarities and differences we can find within our own country? I appreciate you coming on to the show before we leave, um, I'm going to get some information from you, and I'm going to share that information in the show notes with our listeners. Passport and postcards is really designed to keep people dreaming, and I think with your conversation today, you, you do that. You bring value to the show, and I appreciate that. And I'd like to maybe have you on the show in the future. Hopefully, this lockdown, we can get people vaccinated and we can get tourism back and running. I do believe it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, it's not like we're going to get to the vaccine within the next six months and everybody's going to be traveling again. The industry is going to take a while to recover. So would you be interested in coming back on the show in the future? Definitely. I really enjoyed um, talking and having a conversation about travel. Well, thank you for coming on and I thank you for uh, offering to come on.